Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome back to today's episode. So I am super freaking excited because officially the Cart for Clutter Free Home opened yesterday. I am so excited. If you're listening to this live, aka I'm recording this and I will release it tonight, even though you might see it tomorrow, 12, I'm sorry, 12, 215. Um, so February 15th, 2019, the cart opened yesterday. Again, I called it a Valentine's Day for your home. Um, I wanted to do a surprise episode for you guys and kind of go over a question that I saw that um, I had posted in a couple different Facebook groups and it has been sparking so much comments and engagement that I think I posted them around two o'clock earlier today and people are still commenting. So you know it's a juicy topic when your phone doesn't stop with the notifications. And of course, the question is about clutter. So I asked, what is the one or the one most cluttered place in your home that frustrates you the most? So what's the one most clutteriest of clutter place in your house that frustrates you the most. And I want you to stop and think about it real quick. Or if you want to join the discussion, go over to Facebook, go over to the website. Um, and you can find all the links in the show notes and you can comment and tell me what is the most cluttered, pl- cluttered place in your home that frustrates you the most. Because here is a distinction. There are plenty of cluttered places in people's homes that, that doesn't necessarily frustrate them. So let me give you an example. A place that some people tell me that it's cluttered, but it doesn't really phase them is their pantry. So they may never really be able to find anything. There may be old food in there that they don't realize realizes older or things like that, but it doesn't frustrate them. Now their closets or maybe their office may not be technically the most frustrating and most cluttered, or it's not the most cluttered place in their house, but it's their most frustrating. Out of pretty much most of the comments that I've been reading and engaging back with, it is a tie between the bedroom, the office, and your closet. So I'd love to hear from you. What is your most cluttered place that's frustrating you? Now, today's topic is going to kind of talk about that and give you a little bit of sneak peek content that will be in the Clutter Free Home course. So one of the things you'll be doing if you decide to take the course with me is you will be getting a deep dive in regards to clearing clutter from your home. So let's go into the philosophy as to why. There are a ton of courses that are in my head and on my heart, but why did I pick clutter to deal with? Why did I pick specifically clutter in your home first to deal with? Well, the reason is Because I believe when your home is a place that you can come and you can relax and you can recharge where you feel safe, where you feel like you can let your hair down, that you can pretty much take on the world from there. If you have a good, you know, safe nested home, then you can just do anything. And I really, really, really mean that you can do anything. Now, if you come home, And the reality for most people is that they'll come home and they are like, oh, I got to do this or I got to do that or this, 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 and this. Or, you know, and I've been guilty of this in the past, having rooms where I basically avoided them because the room didn't feel good. 
Now, another question I want to ask, and one of the things I do want to point out is if you take the course, you'll be getting a lot of journal prompts from me. Um, don't let it be something that makes you nervous. It's just a way for me to be with you without being with you to get you to think in a different pattern. So I want you to tell me, you know, email me, write me, put it on Facebook, put it on the blog, whatever, whatever you want to do, but write me and tell me, how do you want your house to feel? Now, if you don't know what that means, that's okay. What I mean by that is if you have a word to describe, like a vibe, if your house had its own vibe independent of you, what would you want that vibe to be? So hopefully you've either taken the time to pause and message me or you're a minimum saying it out loud. Now I want to ask you the follow-up to that. What's the vibe of your house right now? So again, if you haven't, go ahead and stop at minimum, say it out loud. You know, hopefully you're in your car or you're in a place where you can kind of talk to yourself and not be looked like, like a crazy person. Um, if you're listening to this at work, just kind of whisper it to yourself or maybe write it down. But I want it to be something that you do that is outside of your head. I want you to bring it out into the world. So going back to the first question, what is the vibe that you want your home to have? Like if you, you know, what is the vibe goal? So for me, to give you a concrete example, I want my house to feel calm. My husband and I talk about this all the time. We have six animals, so that can be a little bit overwhelming or a lot of bit overwhelming at times. It just depends. But having six animals could mean that we would have a chaotic house. And yes, of course, we're human. There are times where the house is chaotic. Maybe we didn't plan breakfasts in the morning properly, or maybe someone got sick, or maybe three someone's got sick, or maybe someone doesn't want to go, you know, to the room where they're supposed to so that we can get ready for work. You know, the, the things are endless because again, we're human, we're not perfect. But we really do strive to have a very calm house. So what does that mean? That means that we don't have a bunch of crazy noises going on. We don't have a bunch of crazy projects going on. Um, we don't have chaos in our house. So little things like that. Um, what's another really good example for you guys? Um, we, re we respect unwinding in this house. And it's something with us being very type A, go big or go home, overachieving type of people. We both know that having a movie night or having a calm time a couple nights a week throughout that in the, in the house is just a good way to settle the energy and the vibe of the house. And we can even see the results with our animals, you know. Obviously, it's not like we can tell the dogs, hey, dogs, by the way, today's going to be a calm day, so you better be calm and not hyper and be dog-like. It doesn't work that way. So what we'll do instead is we'll have our time for activities. We'll go outside. I'll chase them around. They'll run around like nut jobs. We'll play you know, crazy games with the cats. And then when it's time to calm, it's time to calm. We don't, you know have crazy things going 24 seven up into the wee wee hours of the morning anymore, just because it doesn't serve the household. Or another thing is if we notice that something is frustrating us, we will do our very best to tackle it head on again, so that the energy that you feel when you come into our home is very peaceful and very calm. And hopefully, even though we have a lot of animals, very spacious. So I went and I asked you the second part of that question, which was what is the vibe of your house right now? 
you know, I will admit back in the day when we were young and we first got married, the vibe of the house was not calm. At that point, I kind of didn't want it to be calm, at least not yet. We weren't ready for that. At the time, it was it was excitement. It was party. And it was good and it was also bad because there was a lot of things that, you know, we were achieving and we were growing and we were doing all these new shiny things as a new married couple and as, you know, just new people out into the world in general. So we were excited and we, and we wanted to share that with our friends. And that meant, you know, having a ton of people come over, but good and bad. And, you know, it was a lesson learned for all of us on our parts, you know, having a ton of people come over every single night of the week wasn't necessarily bad, but, you know, maybe it was, you know, not understood that like, Hey, you know, everyone can't hang out at the house until two o'clock in the morning. You know, sometimes that was his friends. Sometimes that was my friends. But it was these little things of where the house for a little bit went from being a, you know, a place where it was just the two of us to kind of like a pit stop for a bunch of friends to come over and hang out. And while we loved it, we still to this day love entertaining and being the dorky people that invite people over and get all excited to have them over. You know, it was a lack of boundaries of, okay, well, maybe because both of us are somewhat introverted. You know, maybe we don't have people come over every single night of the week. Maybe it's only three or four nights a week instead of seven. Maybe that means, you know, past a certain time during the week or the workday, we don't have people over that super late just because it's really hard to unwind because we still have to do our own unwinding. Maybe that means when we have guests over, um, back again, back in the day, we were super young, so it wasn't really clear boundaries. But, you know, some of the guests would just leave, like if they had drinks or food or something like that, they would kind of leave their stuff everywhere. And it really used to bother me because I didn't mind that we provided and had people over. Like that was the entire point. But I wanted them to bring everything back to the kitchen. So over time, I've gotten really, really good at being much more tactful and saying, hey, you know, let's go eat in the dining room or let's eat in the patio. And then when everyone's done, like everyone does it as kind of a group and we all pick everything back up and put it into the kitchen. You know, I'm not asking my guests to do my dishes, but I'm also asking them to respect the the boundaries of our home by not leaving cups everywhere. And then, you know, two days later, I'm magically discovering a cup, for example. So those are different you know, super detailed, super geeky um, examples of what a vibe in a home can be. And mind you, the vibe in your home can constantly change. So it doesn't have to be calm 24-7. When we throw our 4th of July parties pretty much every year, our house is not calm. Our house is excited. It's joyful. Um, the husband is in the garage with all the other men folk, and they're making crazy things and, you know, figuring out how to make a 10, 15, you know, minute finale for fireworks. So, you know, that calm feeling that we crave isn't a day-to-day, isn't a, you know, has to be every single day, but it's something that we want to go have, have, have as our overarching point that we want in the home. So we want the home overall to feel calm. We want it to be overall inviting, not, you know, this mausoleum that we actually live in. So when I asked that question, the reason why I asked that question is because I wanted to see what people would respond. I wanted to see how much pain, you know, our homes are causing us because mind you, yes, we go to work or at least some of us go to work. Some of us work for ourselves, but you know, we physically leave this house or the place that you're living in. And, you know, when we come back to it, there's a lot of different expectations. Like some people will be expecting, you know, to have everything done for them. 
that's not wrong. That's not right. There's nothing, you know, nothing wrong or bad about that. Some people may not understand, like, how do I deal with all of this clutter? How do I say no? Like there's some cultures out there that, you know, whenever someone comes over, they bring you a gift. Well, if you have people coming over a lot, that's a lot of unwanted gifts possibly. So there's a lot of little things that our home is a very integral part of our foundation and our ability to kind of show up and shine for every single day of our lives that it's kind of neglected. The Marie Kondo you know, does this spark joy? I think it's a brilliant question. Um, I look at things a little bit differently, but you know, again, it's a brilliant question because it's bringing attention to the place where we should be relaxing. We should be recharging. We should be inviting, you know, people that mean a lot to us over and it just kind of gets overlooked in general in Western society, depending on where you're listening to this in America, you know, a home is a status symbol. It is something that the woman maintains. And I'm not trying to be sexist. I'm just stating American cultural facts. Um, trust me, it's something I don't like either. Um, it should be, you know, something that everyone maintains. But most of the time, it's a status symbol. It's a way to brag like, oh, my pocketbook is bigger than yours because I have an extra bedroom and you don't. Or my my house is a six bedroom and yours is only a five. Or, you know, I live in the zip code and you do not. You know, it's a way to brag, but no one really ever talks about like, oh yeah, my home is a place where I can go and unwind. You know, we talk about unwinding as if we always have to go on a vacation or a holiday to unwind, to relax, to recharge, or, oh, I just need to go on another cruise because I need to unwind and recharge. Well, yes, of course, I encourage you take your vacations, but at the same time, you should feel comfortable enough in your home So that you can do that on a regular basis. And then now if you want to feel adventurous and you want to take a vacation because you're feeling adventurous, totally different story. But you shouldn't need to escape your home. And, you know, there's plenty of different ways to escape your home. So some of the ways that people do that is by just not being home as often as they could be. Or it could be that they ignore whole rooms in their house Or maybe they just don't treat their home very well. So maybe instead of having, you know, if you do have a laundry list of projects, say you're in the middle of renovating your home, instead of, you know, starting and completing one thing at a time, which I'm guilty of doing in the past as well, you know, you have like 10 billion projects going. And then it's to the point where now the weekend's coming and you have to make this choice every single weekend. Well, do we fix this room and finish it or do we just relax? you know, that gets really, really old. So thinking of your home as a living, breathing thing that needs to be nurtured and taken care of so that it can take care of you is something that I believe is extremely important. So that is the entire purpose of this course. It's for me to help you to find different ways to go ahead and clear the clutter of your home take it and design the home that you want. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go out and spend thousands of dollars. You can take the entire course and not buy anything new. It's just a matter of how do you go through your things? How do you prioritize your things? We go over different things like, you know, how to shop in your own home. It's actually going to be one of the bonus videos I'm going to be doing on Facebook. So, Again, if you are listening to this, make sure you go into Facebook and you find Clutter Free Community. That's the Facebook group I have. And I'm going to be doing all the bonus live videos there. And then once the cart is getting ready to close and the cart is actually closed, the bonus videos will come down and they will just be a bonus for this course. So it's kind of a way to get a sneak peek into how I teach 
And my favorite topic, like I said, I wanted to talk about as one of the bonuses that you could see without paying for the course at the moment is how to shop your home. So let me help you take care of your home and give it the love and energy that it deserves so that it can, again, take care of you. It should be somewhere that you can relax and be joyful and be spacious, not be something that stresses you out. So if you are feeling stressed out or at least interested in the course, I encourage you to go to the Facebook group, Clutter Free Community, or I want you to go to the website, margaretstevens.co slash clutter dash free dash home, and you can learn more about it there. And I hope you guys have a wonderful evening and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye guys. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.